I'm Jack Draper. Shout out to Quality Shot Tennis. Hey guys, and welcome back to the channel. It's another preview and prediction video. And today it's Carlos Alcaraz versus Stefano Sitsipas at the ATP Barcelona Open final. We're going to be breaking it down. We're going to be talking about their matches so far in the tournament, how they've looked. Then we're going to talk about their head to head and how they've looked in terms of matching up against each other tactically and technically as well and then ultimately i'm going to tell you guys what i think is going to play out in the match and then give you guys my prediction look before we get into it though remember to that like button do subscribe if you are new and also do leave a rating or review if you're listening on a podcast platform thank you to everyone that is also a member as well on youtube or is contributing through uh, the podcast platforms as well it really does help us out okay let's then get into uh, this final so I think a lot of you will know that, uh, you know, Carlos Alcaraz is the the favorite going into this. There's no way around that. He is definitely the favorite um, for sure. And that there's a reason for that. The head-to-head's 3-0 in favor of Alcaraz. And we'll talk about the previous meetings between, between the two shortly. But first of all, let's talk about... Um, let's talk about these matches this week. So... Alcaraz, first round against Borgia, straight sets, RBA straight set victory as well. Uh, Davidic, Fakina, straight set victory, and Evans, straight set victory. So it's been pretty plain sailing for him in Barcelona. He's looked very, very good. For Sitsipas, he played Kachin, good win there. Shapovalov, good win as well. And same with Dimoneur. A uh, bit of a struggle against Mossetti, uh, one in three sets. Mossetti, though, has been playing some good tennis. Beat Djokovic, of course, last week uh, in Monte Carlo, although he didn't look his best, but still a good win uh, for him there. And in terms of the scoreline, well, Sispas won 6 4, 5 7, 6 3. So pretty hard fought in the end, uh, but a good win for the Greek. So that's that's their results so far this week. Let's then talk about the head-to-head. So Sispas and Alcaraz, well, it's pretty one-sided, as I said, 3-0 in favor of Alcaraz. And it all started with that US Open match, that really incredible match uh, in the round of 16 against uh, Stefano Sispas. Well, actually, the second round, I think, was of the US Open, uh, where Alcaraz won coming, well, at one set all it was, and he was two sets one up, then it was two sets all, then won a final set tiebreaker 7-5, uh, which was incredible, especially after getting bageled in the fourth set. It was a really, really big win, a four-hour and 11-minute match on the hard courts of the US Open in 2021, and it was a real statement victory. He then beat him in Miami in straight sets uh, last year in March and followed it up with a very good win on the clay in Barcelona, exactly this tournament last year, uh, where he won in three sets, 6-4-5-7-6-2. So Sitzbass managed to take a set off him, which he'll have a little bit of confidence from, I guess, in that sense. But this matchup isn't good for Sitzbass. So why hasn't it been good for Sitzbass in the past? Well, there's a few reasons. And the first one is the backhand. Now, on the quicker surfaces like US Open and Miami, even though they're slow hard courts, they're still quicker than Barcelona uh, being a clay court tournament. Alcaraz absolutely destroys his passes backhand when it comes to this matchup with the into out forehand, especially, and the backhand to backhand exchanges. Uh, we talked about, and if you watch this channel regularly, you'll know that I, I have in the past talked about Alcaraz's tendencies to actually have his two-handed backhand exposed against the best two-handers on tour, so your Djokovic, Sinner, 
Um, even Massetti, I guess, is a one-hander, but he, again, is able to get some success in that exchange. Sitzfass, though, his one-handed backhand, his backhand generally is not up there with those guys. It's nowhere near. Uh, yes, it's improving. Yes, it can be serviceable. But when it comes to players, the elite players, the top five players, the players on tour who have real, real weapons that can attack that wing, he can struggle. He's it, It's masked a little bit on clay, which is why I think he took a set off Alcaraz. And that probably is a positive sign going into this final. And the reason why it's masked a little bit, there's two reasons. The, number one is the how quick the surface is. So Sitspas has a lot more time to tee up the one-handed backhand through uh, his backswing and through the motion. He shanks a lot less on the clay because of that. And he just hits the ball a lot cleaner on that backhand side. And he feels like he's not as rushed, which makes sense. And number two, he's also having, he's also being able to even to hit a lot more into out forehands and into in forehands. He's able to run around the backhand a lot more because Again, the surface is slower, so he's able to maneuver himself around the backhand a lot more easier than he would in the past, um, which is which is good for him, right? Because his forehand is a real weapon, and he wants to make as many forehands as possible. So if he's able to do that, then that's only a positive for him. For Alcaraz, though, what he's very good at doing is really pushing and press and pressing on that pressure point, and he knows Sitsipas has a real, real weakness on that side. Also, physicality. Since fast generally is able to stick with most people when it comes to physicality on court. Alcaraz, though, is like next level at the moment. I mean, him and Djokovic, I think, are on a level of their own at the moment. Nadal is not there, even when he's fully fit. I think he's just a level below, in all honesty. Um, Nadal, back in the day, I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe isn't rivaled by anyone else, but um, Alcaraz at the moment is incredible and there's a couple of factors that play into the physicality aspect and that's his defense or defense if you're American but I'll say defense and his ability to chase down balls his anticipation um, to make his opponent play that extra ball since pass is prone to making mistakes as the rally gets longer his consistency of ground stroke is not really as good i would say as alcaraz his shot tolerance is not as good as the spaniards generally speaking but alcaraz is just as attacking if not more than sisipas um, which again then raises big red flags when it comes to the matchup the big advantage that sisipas has though over alcaraz is the serve and um the, the big issue for him is that on hard courts and they haven't really played on any fast hard courts so maybe it would be different than you know maybe if it was on grass or on a quicker hard court maybe we'd see a different result. We haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen what it would look like, but his serve would obviously have a lot more of effect, of an effect even. Whereas on the clay and Barcelona, uh, this year in the final and also last year and on the slow hard courts, it just doesn't have as much of an effect. And Alcaraz, one, is a natural returner, but two, he just won't be affected as much by the six-pass serve unless he hits his spots consistently, hits a really high percentage of first serves. Yes, he will win some free points. Yes, he'll be able to sneak in behind it and volley at times as well and serve volley. But Alcaraz, for the most part, will be able to make a high percentage of returns into play. Uh, and the issue with Sitspas serving and volleying on clay court is it just gives Alcaraz so much time to tee up the pass. And he's so good at being able to, one, uh, execute the passing shot and hit 
his targets beautifully well when it comes to those scenarios and two also being able to chase down and hit ridiculous passing shots on the run um, which you know you just wouldn't expect someone to be able to do then another aspect when we're talking about Alcrad's advantage when it comes to uh, his advantage against Sitspass is the drop shot now Sitspass doesn't necessarily have a particularly good drop shot himself. And I think on the clay, uh, you know, he is one of the best clay quarters around Sitspas, but his drop shot is something that could be worked on. Alcraz has arguably the best drop shot on tour. And a lot of people have talked about, especially I think as Dusan Lejevic said recently, when he played him on the clay in Rio, I want to say, or it might have been Buenos Aires, that every ball that comes back at you from Alcaraz is different like different type of style or shape or pace. And it just means you're really, really struggling to get into a rhythm. And Sitspas is the type of player that needs rhythm because when he doesn't have rhythm, that's when he starts shanking. That's when he starts missing um, his forehand, uh, starts hitting the net, starts going wide, starts making a lot of errors. And Alcaraz is able to disrupt your rhythm. Uh, So I just think all in all, this just isn't a good matchup for Sitspas, generally speaking. It really isn't. Uh, The only positive is that, well, one of the other positives that you could say on the clay court, though, is Sitspas' return. His return is a work in progress, but on the clay, even though Alcraz's serve is improving, it's still not elite. It's not. He has a very good kick serve, uh, which he'll utilize a lot on the clay, especially on the ad court. He likes to use it even for a first serve um, out into the backhand side. And Sitspas... It just means he has a lot more time on the return. Alcaraz, though, what he does very well is he does like to sneak in behind the kick serve on the first or second serve at times, and he's served and volleyed really well. Now, Sitspas needs to, I think, keep an eye on that, and it might put a lo- little bit of pressure on him as a returner uh, to be able to hit a really high-quality return rather than hit, uh, especially on the backhand side, he tends to hit like a very loopy, lobbed backhand uh, deep into play to try and get to neutral. Alcaraz might stop him from doing that by serving a volley and then Sispas might have to hit with a bit more purpose on that wing. So interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, but for me, there's not really much apart from the serve that I can say Sispas has a massive advantage over Alcaraz with. Alcaraz, forehand to forehand, you know, I, I'm more comfortable and probably would back Alcaraz in that exchange. I think Alcaraz, uh, you know, Yes, it's pass. Arguably, might have the more consistent forehand. You could say um, over over a year, over you know two years. But Alcaraz's forehand as, as a weapon is probably, in my opinion, more potent. He also hits better approaches. This pass can be a little bit tensive on the approach shots, especially on the forehand side. So he needs to be careful there, especially given the point we made earlier about passing shots from Alcaraz. But yeah, forehand to forehand, then backhand to backhand. I, I again back Alcaraz in that. Um, so return dynamic, I think Alcaraz edges that as well. So it, it just, I think Sispas is going to have to do three things if he wants to be Alcaraz. One, he needs to serve really well, hit his spots, and hit high percentage of first serve. Two, and he does this generally speaking, but I think he needs to execute it really well. He needs to make a lot of forehands on the one plus play um, after the the serve and it needs to be aggressive and really accurate and he needs to put Alcaraz on the back foot straight away if he holds pretty comfortably he will get chances on the Alcaraz serve number three is trying to avoid giving Alcaraz a lot of opportunities a drop shot at will um, and also come to the net at will and just 
control points generally. He needs to be the one taking the onus, taking the initiative since the pass. And one thing that he does do really well is hit a really good forehand cross court that drags opponents out. Um, and he's able to hit with a lot of top spin on the ball, especially on that forehand side. He needs to be aggressive. He might make mistakes and he will make mistakes inevitably, but there's no point going out by playing um, any type of passive tennis against Alcaraz. I think he needs to be aggressive. He does have weapons. He just needs to make the most out of them and then hope that Alcaraz is not able to combat it in a really efficient way and it might take him time to adapt and also he may struggle Alcaraz on the back foot th- to be on the back foot throughout the majority of the match and he might get frustrated. So if I'm sitting past, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to be really, really proactive in this matchup. Um, I am going to, yes, you know, he wants to try and avoid having to hit a lot of backhand as well. Of course, that's a given. And that does mean being able to dictate in the points a lot. And if he does need to hit a backhand, I think he needs to be aggressive on that side. Um, he does need to be aggressive. I, there's no point hitting a lot of lob backhands. Alcaraz will pounce on it. And there's just there's just no point in playing really, really passive tennis against Alcaraz on a clay court at the moment because Alcaraz is just playing really, really well um, form-wise. So that's my opinion anyway. I'm going to go Alcaraz, though, in... I'm going to go straight sets. Even though last year was in three, I just... I just have a feeling that this matchup is not necessarily going to get any better for sets pass on clay or any slow hard courts. I do want to see it on a faster court because say Australia, I know Sispas has such a good record at the Australian Open. He made the final this year. He's made multiple semifinals in previous years. I would like to see that, for example, even at Wimbledon, um, to see what how that would play out. But I just don't see Sispas's weapons being enough against Alcaraz on clay, in my opinion. Let me know your thoughts. So do you think Sispas can do it? Maybe I'm downplaying his chances, but the head-to-head, uh, the way the two stars match up, just for me... It's just not a good. It's just not a good mix for Steph. But let me know your thoughts in the comment section. Thank you very much, guys. Stay safe and well, and we'll see you in the next video.